What's up? What's up, everybody? Sorry, my connection is a little slow right now. Man. I'm not sure what's going on. What's up, guys? Uh, we're here, though. It's Tuesday. It's another show, man. Y'all know how we do it. Big U.S. NBA show, my guys. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking guys down with our best NBA bits. I'm your host, Jay Money. We got our guy, Josh, a.k.a. Punt School. We got our guy, Chris Farley, as well. Chris, how you doing, my brother? Everything cool with you? I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, I had a pretty good night last night. Uh, just live betting on the, um, who the... Who the heck did I live bet? Oh, I'm... I'm sorry, Josh. I live, I live, I live bet uh, against the Celtics. Uh, but you know, just a comment on that briefly. And uh, Josh, I would love to hear your your thoughts on this as a Celtics fan. It's just like at at times, I just feel like the Celtics are so talented um, that it's like nobody wants to step up. You know, it's like they they just need someone to take the reins in certain situations. And obviously, Jason Tatum exploded in the first half, but. Uh, when you play the kind of defense they're playing, you, you need someone to kind of take charge. And I feel like it's it's not really happening for Tatum. Jalen Brown, I think at one point in the fourth quarter, like late in the fourth quarter, had like three shots in the total second half. Um, and so I just like, you know, obviously the coach is a young new coach too. So that was a surprising result for me. James Harden going off is not exactly something that I count on. Denver Nuggets taking care of business again, really impressive from them. Overall, pretty good night for me. I did, I did have a three-unit play on the Nuggets and Suns going over that that pace was frenetic, but they could not make a shot for the first 24 minutes of that game. So that was unfortunate, but overall things going pretty well, guys. Exactly, exactly. It was definitely a good day um, in that one, guys. Uh, had a game two, had a game one as well. Can't overreact after seeing one game, Josh. Uh, what do you? How how's your day, my brother? Everything cool with you? Yeah, things good, man. Things good. The NBA playoffs on the whole still treating very, very nicely. So I absolutely cannot complain uh, to date. But um, yeah, frustrating, obviously, as a Celtics fan. But if you're a Celtics fan, you also shouldn't be surprised because that's kind of just been their MO this season. Uh, I just think it's one of those things where we haven't seen the best of them defensively these entire playoffs yet, aside from potentially one game. Um, you know, trying to find the right lineups and balance right now is obviously something that Missoula is having issues with at times, which is a little bit frustrating from the sidelines. But uh, I think you said it, Jay. I think at the same time, people just cannot overreact to one game. These are best of seven series for a reason. And, you know, we're going to see the extremes uh, of both sides throughout this series as well. I'm sure there's a game where Boston wins rather convincingly and Embiid plays. And, you know, we probably shouldn't overreact to that one either. So, it's like I said, it's a series for a reason, and I think that there's a lot of things for both teams to work through, but uh, a frustrating night nonetheless. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, now the Sixers, they came out there. They were the more they were the more hungry team yesterday. That happens. Sometimes the the, the favorite, is, especially when the star player is out as well, right? We see time and time again, teams kind of exhale, kind of thinking that, oh, it's going to be easy. We don't have to play our best game. Then you go out there and get smacked in the mouth. That's exactly what happened in that one. Um, be interesting to see if the Celtics will be ready to go for game two in this one, guys. But um, that's how yesterday went um, in that one. Um, let's take a look at the bracket, guys. Uh, let's take a look at this bracket. Let's showing you the round two matchups in this one guys you can see who they're going to be playing next um all that good so obviously we have game one tonight of lakers warriors in this one man so let's see if we have another game one in this one uh maybe we'll see some crazy results people kind of going one way and it might be really the other thing right so uh let's let's take a look at it but first let's look at our best bet record for the season um in this one guys uh sitting at 
positivity in this one. 26 games, over 500 guys, 860 total picks, 437 wins, 411 losses, 12 pushes as well. Um, let's try to get this cash today, man. We got to end today, man. 30 games, over 500, man. Let's do it. I know we can do it, man. I know we can do it, man. But two games here today. We're going to go over our top two bets. We're going to go over some Q&A as well. Then we're going to recap our best bets as well. Let's get straight to it. It's all business here on the show, guys. Let's go over to the streets of New York here, guys. We have the New York Knicks land six points at the house versus the Miami Heat in this one. Getting back six points on the road. If you would like to go the money line route, the New York Knicks are land minus 245 on the money line in this one. Or you can get back plus 203 if you would like to go with the Miami Heat to get the outright win in this one. Um, over and under sitting at 208 in this one, guys. Obviously, we have some big guys, uh, some big names on the injury report in this one, Josh. Um, do you think that they play? Do you think it matters? Regardless of that, what, what's your play in this game? Yeah, it definitely matters for New York if Shalen Brunson doesn't go, but I, I expect him to play um, entirely. It's interesting to see Jimmy Butler participate in shooter on this morning and listed questionable. Um, I, I didn't think he'd play. I think that they'd be happy with a split right now going back to Miami. If he doesn't play today, he has five days of rest of that ankle. I think that's pretty important both for him and for that team. So I still kind of expect him to sit even with what's come uh, through this morning in terms of the news and updates there uh, would just make more sense for me. If he's out, I have serious concerns of how Miami can hang here. Um, I bet the Knicks first half, I think that, you know, if he sits first half full game of both uh, on the table here, I also would look at a Miami team total under. I mean, when he just sat this season, uh, or when he's not on the floor, they are minus six and a half points per 100 possessions worse, which is a team who already struggles to score the basketball consistently for the most part. Uh, you lose your best playmaker and your best scorer at the same time. They are in the second percentile for points per possession, second percentile for effective field goal percentage when him and Tyler Hero are off the floor together. So this offense could absolutely get stuck in mud if he sits out. Uh, and I'll probably, like I said, add positions in various ways if he is out. Um, I'm not too... Interested, I don't think, in having to beat the line or number in this occasion. I just don't think it's going to adjust enough if he's unavailable. So that's something worth keeping an eye on. But for now, regardless, I've got that next first half already locked in at minus four. Um, like I said, I, I expect Brunson to go, so I wouldn't expect there to be any issues there whatsoever. I do still think that uh, the Knicks defense can make these small adjustments. I don't think there's a lot of adjustments that they need to do to really slow down Miami. And I trust their offense to be a little bit more efficient as well in this game. So... Nick's first half for me official, and like I said, probably two or three more plays I'd be eyeing off depending on that Jimmy Butler status more than anything else. Yeah, no, it's a fade. Sometimes you kind of have to want to be ahead of the curve as well. Like you said, Josh, if he has five days off in this one, you already won a game. You kind of – we see teams do this all the time, right? You kind of did your job. You want to win one of these games on a road. You know the other one, you're likely getting smacked. I mean, we know this, right? It's, I mean, it's not a guarantee, but we know that the Knicks are probably – you know what I'm saying? They're going to play a little bit better. They're, they might get a few calls. You never know because uh, it seems like they weren't really getting the foul calls driving into the paint in my opinion. So hopefully Brunson, just a little injured port manipulation here, hopefully, because I don't, I mean, come on now, guys. Brunson's not, he he can't miss this game. I mean, come on now, man. You, I don't give a damn what's going on. You got to get out there, man. But uh, we know it's not that simple. If he's actually hurt, obviously we don't want him to play hurt. But I think that they're kind of just throwing him on there as a precaution. Uh, we know that Butler is the main question right here, Chris. So um, personally, I couldn't, I mean, I don't care if he does play or not. Now, that's the type of energy you got to have, Chris. What are you liking in this game, my brother? 
Yeah, you're, you're firing me up over here, Jay. I'm knocking on wood so our, our plays don't go the wrong way. But, yeah, I think the only side you can look at in this game is is the Knicks. And, you know, we know that they've been one of the best first-half teams in the NBA all season. Uh, I think they're second best to um, the Grizzlies, um, ATS, in the first half all season. And at, at Madison Square Garden, of course, this is a perfect bounce-back spot. You know, in that, in that first game, we're just seeing a chess match between two really good defensive coaches, right? And Spolstra switched to a zone. It worked. A lot of that pain points that happened in the first game or the first quarter, really, for the Knicks, they were getting whatever they wanted in the paint. Uh, that really slowed down tremendously. I think 43 points for the Knicks in the second and third quarter combined. Uh, so really effective. But now it's Tom Thibodeau and it's the Knicks turn to, you know, kind of readjust, right, and to recreate their offense a little bit more and, and find some better looks. And, you know, certainly they're they're not really known to be a great jump shooting team, maybe not having Julius Randle in the lineup, who shockingly has been a good jump shooter this year. Uh, you know, maybe that did really hurt them. But regardless, I think Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks come out with a really good game plan tonight. Obviously, if Jill, uh, Jimmy Butler is not in the lineup for the Heat, that's tremendous. I mean, he's their on-court leader, their spark plug. Uh, you see the Heat make adjustments in-game because Jimmy Butler is, I mean, basically, you know, getting pissed off and taking over. And then the whole team follows him, right? So they're not going to have that guy on the court uh, potentially tonight. That would be huge for the Knicks if that happened. But like Josh, I, I like the Knicks either way. I'm going to take them in the first quarter, though. Expect them to start hot. Uh, minus two and a half, you know. Seems like kind of a big line, but when you're at home, when you are uh, you have retribution on your mind and when you need to get even, teams usually start off really hot in those situations and put forth really full effort right away, right? Whereas sometimes you see these games start off slow. I don't think that's going to happen tonight for the New York Knicks. So I think they attack in the paint again, and I'm taking Knicks in the first quarter. I think we're going to cash tonight, boys. I like it. I like it, man. Knicks in every type of way, man. Couldn't talk you off some team totals as well, man. They driving in there. They getting the calls. Come on, two quick fouls on on Martin, on uh, Bam, all that. I want to see <laughs> – no, nah, but like in the Knicks, in all honesty, it's a spot I'll take 100 times out of 100 and live with the results. Uh, Knicks yeah. in the first half in this one, guys. Uh, we see even with Brunson. And, I mean, this. Uh, nice to see Julius Randle possibly come back as well, man. I know we're, nobody's really talking about that. I mean, it's crazy because the Knicks know if he's going to be out for long term. They know if he has an actual like major injury, this teams just won't tip their hand like that. Like they'll they'll say, hey, look, he didn't practice or not, but they won't say if you have a long-term injury. So let's see when Randall could possibly come back. I do think they could possibly change this series, give even more size and depth for the New York Knicks, right? If you need to get into the paint, if you're playing one-on-one, we know Randall, I mean, he can probably get a bucket from any of those guys. You can't put really Caleb Martin on him. You, you can't put Kevin Love on him. You see what I'm saying? So it has to be Bam Adebayo. And then who's going to be on Mitchell Robinson? So I can't wait to see what's up with Randall, I know uh, I really expect Brunson to get in there. Um, I think his wrist is more hurt than the ankle. But regardless of that, Knicks in the first half for me, Mice four. Josh going with Knicks in the first half as well. And our guy Chris going uh, Knicks first quarter, minus two and a half. I like all of them, guys. All, obviously, me and Josh have the same place. But let's just 3-0 one time for the one time. Bounce back day. See what I'm saying? Team coming here with revenge. We liking them early and often. Uh, really think they probably get the full game as well in this one, guys. Let's go, Knicks. In the fucking tropics. Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right.
<laughs> Next game up, guys. Let's head over here to the streets of San Francisco in this one. We do have the Golden State Warriors laying four and a half points at the house versus the LA Lakers in this one, getting back plus four and a half on the road. If you would like to go the money line route, the Golden State Warriors are laying minus one ninety on the money line as home favorites, or you can get back plus one sixty three with the LA Lakers as the uh, road underdogs in this one. Total sitting at two twenty seven in this one. We know the Warriors are coming off that game seven uh, versus the Sacramento Kings. Now when Steph went out for fifty points, only one day of rest in that one, Josh. Um, uh, what do you think that the Warriors have anything left in the tank here, or do they try to throw the book at the Lakers here and try to get the uh, last time on, the, on at the house they took a blowout loss? Do you think the Warriors come out here with some tonight, Josh? What do you think? Yeah, it's a hard one, like you said, just because of the spot more so than anything else for the Warriors. That short turnaround off a of game seven against a pretty well-rested Lakers team. Uh, going forward, the way that this series will play out, I think it does favor the Warriors in terms of the rest and this uh, the recovery, for, like I said, for the remainder. But for this particular spot, I, I can only lean towards the Lakers. I think that this is probably just a tad bit too high. Probably should be closer to three and a half here. Um, then the four and a half, obviously the fives got snatched up immediately. I thought that opener was very wrong as well. Uh, so for me, it, it's as much as it's Lakers or pass, I still don't think I want to get involved in this game. I need to see uh, exactly how both these sides plan on matching up. It's a completely different series for Golden State to what they played against Sacramento in its entirety at both ends of the floor as well. And so those rotations are going to be very different to what we saw as well against the Kings. Uh, for the Lakers, I think we know what we're going to get in terms of minutes, rotations, um, etc. at that end of the floor. But uh, the execution, uh, I don't know if the role players are going to be as effective in this series uh, versus what they were against the Grizzlies, um, especially given that, you know, they're going to have to work a lot harder defensively than what they did against the Memphis team, who, as we already know, their half-court offense is so severely flawed. Uh, they were bottom five in that category all season long. And, you know, it, it really showed in, in the half-court sets where the Lakers were able to kind of take possessions off and not have to worry too much about being too engaged now coming up against a Warriors team who run a high-motion offense, everyone's constantly moving off the ball, uh, and there's no possessions to be taken off there whatsoever. So big, big adjustments for the Lakers, more so than Golden State, but that spot, like I said, really screams Lakers all pass for me, which is a pretty good reason to just avoid it altogether. So I don't have any strong leans here or opinions. I uh, haven't bet anything in this game, but we'll be pretty active, I think, in the series once it does settle in. That's crazy, Chris. I promise you, I just said the exact same thing on the show. Lakers going from a half-court offense versus the... And it's really on the both sides as well, Chris. Lakers going from facing the Grizzlies' half-court offense, right, where it's very stagnant. So I'm saying they're a transition team, which obviously the Warriors are as well, but you have to guard them. Steph, Clay, run, Jordan Poole running around in the half-court as well. Draymond doing fake dribble handoffs, dribble handoffs, all this stuff, top of the key. So, But I do think the Lakers are up to the task. It's just it's a lot. It's a big change. But same thing as for the Kings as well. I mean, for the uh, Warriors coming from the Kings. They had Sabonis down low. Now you got Anthony Davis. You got Jared Vanderbilt. They have plenty of size. See what I'm saying? So um, it, I feel like it's going to be a lot different for the uh, for the Warriors as well, guarding down low, because I just I still feel like Looney has kind of lost his steps. Some guys have, have lost some steps. You see what I'm saying? So we know the Lakers can do it from a lot of different ways. LeBron, AD, even Austin Reeves in there. Russell, if he still starts getting high from three, he did. Play on the Warriors for a small, small time there. So, Chris, what do you I always say? Game one is the hardest one to figure out. Chris, what do you think happens here in game one? Yeah, one angle that I really like in, in game ones here in the second round, and I think uh, someone named DeFinney in said that he loves the under tonight. Uh, sorry, I'm going directly against you, my man, uh, because 
I, I think this sets up for a great over, right? Well, we've seen in three straight second round uh, first games of the series, we've seen three straight overs, and it, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Teams are coming off, uh, you know, really taxing series in the first round. Most teams are anyway. Uh, Golden State, that's particularly true, just getting one day of rest in, in, in between. And they still have to travel, right? They're, they were in Sacramento. It's not much of a travel, but still, you know, they had to readjust in between. Um, you know, Lakers have off. So I think they're going to come into this game fresh, kind of like the Lakers in the first quarter, first half of this game. I think that might be a decent look. And you're getting that, you know, you're getting points with them, right? So I know this is at Golden State, but we've seen the Lakers take advantage of that in that first series against the Grizzlies. They won the first quarter. Ultimately lost the first half, but I think that might have been the difference in the full game, just asserting themselves right away. I think the Lakers are going to try to do that again. You know, LeBron is no dummy, right? They're 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 on the road. Uh, they can take advantage of the lack of rest that the Warriors have and kind of hit the Warriors in the mouth right away. And I like the way both teams stack up offensively, like you said, Jay and Josh. I mean, we got small ball that can, you know, I, I think that's when the Warriors thrive against bigger teams, right? Because it, those bigger teams just get lost when the Warriors play small ball, especially at home. But then the Lakers have such a size advantage down low. Like, Kevon Looney's been fantastic. But I do think that we see his rebounds start to go down a little bit, right? You, you, you got Anthony Davis. You got LeBron James. You got Hachimura can come in and Vanderbilt. I mean, they have a lot of size in the front court. I think the Lakers are going to be able to do whatever they want tonight just because of the lethargy that might be going on on Golden State side. And I trust Golden State at home to score, too. Players like Clay Thompson as well, Game 7, did not have a great game. I expect his shooting percentages to go up in this one. And for what it's worth, Steph Curry obviously riding a ton of momentum into this game after dropping a 50-burger. So, you know, total's pretty high, but it is Game 1. We've seen all these Game 1s go over. I think it's more of a showcase. I think the teams are trying to feel each other out. And that favors two very high-paced offenses that have been very efficient. So I'm going with the over tonight. Hey, couldn't talk you off, man. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have a total look. I want to see what the pace is. Um, uh, can't talk you off the over. I'm not a total bidder as well, Chris. I couldn't. I couldn't talk you off if I wanted to, man. We got Chris rocking with the over. Um, in this one, over 227 in this one. Josh, did you have any thoughts on the total? None, none at all for, for this one. Like you said, I need to see what the pace is going to be played at as an average here. I think you, you saw the last two meetings between these teams comfortably stayed under, but there was just so many absences from the Warriors in particular that it's hard to necessarily carry that projection over to this game. Um, if we get anything close to what we did for that Warriors-King series where Golden State's going to be running and the Lakers are going to be running in return, then this one's going to comfortably sail over. Um, but if this settles into sort of a more traditional half-court game, uh, a playoff style that the Warriors are a little bit more familiar with as well versus what they do in the regular season, um, then, yeah, you could probably argue there's some value to the under there as well, just given the efficiency that both teams will need to shoot. So I think there's pretty strong cases both ways for me, and that's the only reason I don't have any strong opinion on it. Okay, got you, got you. Say, hey, we have one opinion for sure. Chris said he liked both teams. He said Lakers get whatever they want down low, and Warriors obviously their uh, their offense going to be a bit a bit a tad bit uh, hard for the Lakers to adjust to as well. He says he's rocking with over two twenty seven in this one, guys. Cannot talk you off. Um, let's head over here to some Q and A in this one, guys. Pretty, pretty sure we're going to talk about some props. I didn't ask you guys about props, but I'm sure we're going to have plenty of questions on it. But uh, F. Erker says D'Angelo Russell over twenty four and a half PRA. Um, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't. 
gonna be so hard, guys, because you don't know who's gonna go. I mean, I just said the Lakers have four, maybe even five. You throw Hatchimore in there as well. We saw him a couple games versus Memphis, where I mean, he was hey, he was looking all right out there. He wanted a contract extension out there. You see what I'm saying? But Josh, what do you think about D'Angelo Russell over 24 and a half PRA tonight? Yeah, I'd lean towards the under in that one more so than the over personally. Um, I, I don't think he's going to have quite the same playmaking responsibilities this series uh, as what he had at the back end of the regular season. We already saw a drop off against Memphis. Um, you know, I, I don't think the guard play is going to be as active as what it was either. Like you said, they really want to utilize that size advantage on the inside. So uh, I, there's potential, obviously, having a floor spacer out there that can catch and shoot. Um, when they when they get the opportunity to do so, but I just think that number's a tad high for what I project his usage to be at for this game. No, that's a fake there, Chris. Um, I'll tell you, I wouldn't. I probably would just stay off, and I understand why he's taking the over because um, Russell now. Curry and Thompson are not the same defensively. It's it, that's just in my opinion, right? So it could be a few games where Russell um has some success, Chris. It's just I'm not sure which one it is. So I mean that's why that's a tough prop to bet. Uh you never know. I think like you playing with fire with that one, Chris. No, that's that's the exact problem with this one is you and I, I do think that D'Angelo Russell, from what I've noticed, um in, in, in more comfortable situations, you know, like when the Lakers are playing with a lead, for example, mm-hmm. he tends to take over, you know, like and really make his shots at that point. But uh, this is still a pretty tough spot, right? I mean, they're still going to Golden State. Golden State is rolling with some momentum tonight after that big win in Sacramento. Um, so, it, you know, it's D'Angelo Russell's still a young player. I don't know if he's going to exactly thrive in that environment tonight. I, I would, you know, just some uh, a free prop to give out. Again, I, I would look towards Clay Thompson. You know, he, his shooting percentages were way down in the, in the last game. He couldn't nail a three to save his life. Uh, you know, back home. Uh, and obviously a much more comfortable environment. I think I think Clay might be the one who goes off tonight. So that's around 24 and a half. It was a 22 and a half, so it's gone up. Um, I think it's 24 and a half in most books now, but I think that's that's the way the market likes it, and I agree with it. So maybe if you're looking for a profit in that game, look at Clay. Yeah, it's actually not a bad look, Chris, because for the simple fact that he's coming off a bad game, Steph's coming off 50, only one day of rest. In theory, Steph's going to not say have a bad game, but he might be a little bit more passive tonight. He just had his game where it went off. Now it's time for the other Splash Brothers. So that actually makes uh, quite a bit of sense there, Josh. What do you think about Clay Thompson possibly going off here? We know if, if he gets hot from three, right? I mean, if, uh, he could go off for seven, eight threes or something. So, uh, it, and, it's, and it matters on how the game is ripped as well, Josh. What do you think um, happened? What do you think about that? I think if you like Clay, I'd look at his three-point overs. It'll probably be sitting high at four and a half, but you'll get a decent price on it, I imagine. Um, but that, they're going to have to space the floor, and that's how you beat size, obviously, is on the perimeter. And I think that the opportunities will be there. They don't necessarily want to be challenging AD too much on the inside, especially if Vanderbilt's in that same lineup with them as well. Um, so I'd really be looking at Clay's uh, three-pointers overs if you like his points already in that one. But not a lot of props I'd love in this in this game one anyway. Like I said, I think there's just a lot to sort of unravel here and for us to sort of keep an eye on before we can start uh, being too active in exactly understanding what everyone's roles and responsibilities are going to be. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. If he, like I said, if he if he does go over there, he'll probably need to hit five or more threes as well. So that's a great point there, Josh. Uh, Chris, was there any props that you'd like um, in the Knicks game, uh, in the Knicks versus Heat game? Since nobody asked him in the question in the chat. Yeah, no, there. To be honest, there really isn't. I'm I'm not going to take any shots at props in that game. Um, 
Because, you know, the problem with that game is, uh, as much as I like the Knicks in the first quarter, first half as well, um, you, you do have two defensive-oriented teams, right? And two really physical, physical teams. Uh, the, there's a reason why this total is not very high. So to, to choose any one guy to stand out, I mean, Jalen Brunson wasn't all that great in that first game either. So maybe this is a game, you know, assuming that he plays where he does have a big bounce back. But again, we're, I think it's a lot of assumptions. Uh, both teams, I think, are going to have moments in this game, stretches where they really shut down the other offense. So maybe look at unders, if anything, uh, especially if you see that some of the numbers are inflated. But I, I didn't even take a look at the props in this game because it's, it's not something I want to look at yet. Yeah, that's a good point there, Josh. What about you? Any thoughts on uh, on Heat and Knicks props? We know that Brunson, so it was Brunson, Hart, and I believe uh, Barrett as well. They were one for 16 from three. So um, one of those three points, somebody hitting some threes tonight. I'd like to say Brunson over two and a half, Josh. What do you think about any props in the Heat versus Knicks game? Yeah, if Jimmy's out, I, I want basically all the BAM under props under his PRA, under his points, uh, especially if they over-adjust. He's not someone who can create for himself. He's not someone that I obviously have a lot of faith in anyway, as it is. I think the Knicks' defense on the inside is obviously its strength there. They'll do a terrific job of collapsing in, suffocating him. They can double-team him as well. If there's, Like I said, if there's no Jimmy Butler, there's already no Tyler Hero, uh, they can really sort of try and play him out of the game. So give me Bam under props, I think, if Jimmy's out. I also like Mitchell Robinson over his PRA and over his points and over his rebounds. And he's going to continue to crash the glass pretty actively there. I think the, you know, he plays in the dunker spot. There's going to be a lot of situations there, especially if Bam's playing that help defense uh, for him to get some easy looks and buckets. So Mitch Robinson over uh, probably the top look and Bam out of bios under is my top two looks, I think, in that game. I like it. Yeah, um, I was doing a show with a guy earlier. He's a prop guy. He does. He likes Robinson, Mitchell Robinson over 10 to have rebounds. So that's going right there along with what you said, Josh. Um, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I don't like anybody to be injured, but it'd be really nice if Butler just kind of set out, you know, one game. No problem. You up one more. See what I'm saying? So I hope you ain't even injured. Just go sit one out. But I don't care if he does play, man. Take them guys to smack city. I don't like any props on the heat. Now, I like the unders now. How about that? That's I like the unders on the heat, man. But um, I guess we don't have any other uh, questions, guys. I guess we'll get out of here. We only have one question in the chat today. Um Let's get over to some best bets in this one. I know we only had two games in this one, guys, but obviously we're here every single day. Every day is an NBA game. We will be here Monday through Friday. Yes. Our guy Josh rocking with Knicks in the first half, minus the four. Give me them Bockers as well in the first half, minus the four. And our guy Chris says he'd like them first quarter as well. Give them to him in the first quarter, minus two and a half. Knicks early and often take these guys to smack. And don't look back. You see what I'm saying? But he also taking Lakers Warriors over 227 in this one, guys. Let's get this cash, man. Let's make it uh, 30 games over. There will be a nice little feat to get to. I, said, I believe we're like 28, 29, teetering around 30. If we if we seen it right today, we'll be 30 games over 500, guys. Let's do it, man. It would be an incredible feat. I'm your host, Jay Money. Uh, that's for our guy Josh as well, okay? Point scores, our guy Chris Farley as well. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, man. Go check out BetUS Sportsbook. Get 125% sign-up bonus up to 2,500 bucks, man. Uh, let's try to get some cash today, man. We will be back tomorrow. We're here Monday through Friday. Let's go, guys. Let's get some cash. We're out.